What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Badgers. Uh, we're going to sound the recruiting cannons, talk about in-state recruiting because another guy's left the state. And then there's some people that are pretty salty with me. And I'm going to put those comments up and we're going to talk about it. On Wisconsin, let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, the official sport, uh, sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, let, let's talk about it. First, we have to start here. We obviously had uh, some news break over the weekend, and that means we got to sound those cannons. Fire the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. Okay, so let's talk about it. Uh, Gideon Atuka, running back 5'9", 220 pounds, has committed to University of Wisconsin. He committed over the weekend. Um, this one's really interesting. This is, well, let's continue talking about the particulars of Atuka. So uh, 247 composite three-star, kind of a mid-three-star the way you hear some people talk about him, he it's like a two-star, 82-ranked commit with no offers, right? I, I felt like the the fan vibe of Atuka, and it's probably because of who else they're on, right? Let's face it, the Badgers are on Dylan Jones, they're on Dupree, they're on these you know human highlight reel type guys that are super projectable and exciting and, and have great offer lists and are four stars. And Atuka kind of, when you can, it's like if you go to the, the supermarket, right, and you have these two soft drinks in incredible packaging. And then you got the, you know, everyone's got like the Sam's club and people are just focused on the marketing of the other two. And you don't really want the Sam's club, but the Sam's club's fine. It, it's, it works. <laughs> it's a successful brand, you know? So I, I really don't hate this pickup. And I said this before he committed, this is not, this is not me coming on the show and saying, well, they got him, So I like it. Right. For a while, I've really been kind of intrigued here. Uh, let's let's also talk about the offer list. You're talking about Tennessee reportedly offered, right? That's a real, that's a big time offer. Boston College, Maryland, Syracuse, those are all legit power five programs. You know, one of the things with the receiver room, and I've talked about this a lot. And again, so this, if you're an everyday or this shouldn't be new, I've talked about it a lot that I love the fact that the Badgers, Phil Longo, you know, uh, uh, Luke Fickle, they, they've stacked the receiver room in, in places like that with a bunch of different types of weapons, right? Different types of big receivers, physical receivers, a slot speed guy, Tretch, um, a lot of players that are are different. They can win in different ways. And if you have a smart um, offensive coordinator, if you have a smart coaching staff, they can utilize different types of, of players. And to me, this is a different type of player. This is a different type of, of running back for this running back room because look at who's in the room, right? You have Katie Iacomelli, who's kind of a taller, athletic guy. You have Nate White, who's going to be just a menace in space. Uh, Atuka brings something different. And what has what have people complained about with Phil Longo for the longest time? Red zone offense. 
Well, in Atuka, you have a 5'9", 220-pound battering ram, right? Um, really good feet, agility. I thought he's really interesting in between the tackles. He can kind of make one cut and go. Not the fastest guy. He's not, but he's not here for that is my point. You're not putting Atuka on the field, giving the ball at the at your own 30-yard line and expecting a 70-yard you know, explosive play. He's not that. But what he is, is he can be a guy on third and two when you need to get physical and pick up a tough yard against Iowa on the road in bad weather. He can be that guy because Nate White can't be that guy. I don't know if Katie Akimeli can be that guy, right? I don't know if Dupree can be that guy. I don't know if Dylan Jones can be that guy. So this just gives you a different weapon, a different tool in the tool belt, a different type of skill set. And I trust Luke Fickle and Phil Longo to be able to utilize different types of guys. So I'm curious where everyone's at, but I really kind of like this commitment. I Again, I think it's different, and I think different is good. Different is valued. He can give you something unique. And if all he is is kind of um, – I don't want to say depth piece. Depth piece sounds depth piece sounds um, derogatory. But if all he is is good depth and a guy who can come in and be a situational short yardage back, goal line guy, um, give you some some you know quality carries in the middle of a, in the middle of a game, in the middle of a season, that's a win. That's that's a win from a scholarship standpoint. So I, I'm excited about it. I think it's a good commitment. I'm excited how this staff will use a guy like this. I trust that. Listen, Phil Longo has talked about he's moldable. Phil Longo will will move to where the talent is, right? And he'll adapt to the talent he has. I I I think it's a good get. I really do. Uh, I understand where people want to pre and Dylan. They want the higher rank guys, but sometimes you have to find good fits and you have to find different skill sets. Um, let's get into some comments here. I want to start, I want to start with this one. Listen, um, I, I generally, again, I read just about every comment that comes up. I, I generally try not to put, I don't even want to say disrespectful comments up, but sometimes people just get really salty. And this one's from Eric Bucholtz. Why do you call yourself a daily podcast when you do not even do a weekend edition with a new recruit? Not on vacation from your last few podcasts. Looks like locked on liars to me. That's from Eric Buchholz. Um, Listen, <laughs> I don't even know where I want to go with this one. Um, first of all, thank you for thank you for listening when you do for making the comment, Eric. Um, just be kind to people, man. You don't you don't have to be disrespectful. Reach out to me. Uh, I've been, I've had a busy weekend. It's a, it's a father's day weekend. Um, so I apologize. I didn't get this podcast out immediately after it happened. We do a lot of shows and for the most part, I feel like we, we do a very good job myself, Justin and Rajiv with being pretty timely, but I'm sorry. It was a father's day weekend. Um, I will strive to do better next time. Speaking of which, um, it would, I'd be remiss if I didn't wish every single person, um, watching the show, who's going to listen to it? A happy Father's Day if you are a father. I hope it's incredible. If you have a father in your life uh, that that has been you know a, a great figure for you, I hope they had a great day. So happy Father's Day weekend to everybody listening. Um, I know I had a great time with my kids, so that's very important. All right, let's let's talk about running back recruiting now. So you have a Tuca in the fold, and it's been reported for a long time that you're going to get one more. Right? It's going to be a two running back class. I just want to say. I am not so sure of that. I, I just, here's the thing. I do not see this staff turning away a Dupree or a Jones. I just don't. I, I don't think they're going to look at it and say, oh, well, we have a Tuca in the fold. I'm not going to take this four-star running back that we've been in on for a long time. It could be, that could be true. People in the know, a lot of people seem to think that's true. I just have a hard time thinking they would turn away Jones or Dupree or stop recruiting either of them. I, I, I don't, 
I just don't think it's likely. I think it's more likely Jones and Dupree don't want to be in a class of three running backs, right? So I think you get one of those two for sure. Um, and if you have a class of Dylan Jones, Darian Dupree, or Darian Dupree and, and getting a, a Tuka, that's a good running back class. That's a really good running back class. And you need it. You need two backs in this class because what's happening going forward, Braylon Allen, off to the NFL, right? Right. Um, Ches Malusi is going to graduate. You need to bring in multiple bodies this class. And with a Tuka, you get that first domino out of the way. I, I really like it. Um, let's get some comments here. Tyler Romaine says, let's go. What's up, Tyler? Uh, Coldstone says, Ryan, will you guys ever go live for a game this year? I feel like that would be cool. I would love to. And Coldstone, thank you for jumping in the show today. You're on, I, uh, you've on. you been listening for a while, and I really appreciate it. Um, what well, we do live watch shows, you know, so we'll go into um, – through Discord, you know, we we do live live watch shows for the basketball stuff. I'll probably do that for football this year. I would love to get more people involved in that. That'd be amazing. Uh, whatever we can do to continue building the community, I'd be excited about. Um, Daltry says, "Late one today. Glad I could catch it. Let's go, Daltry." Uh, he also says, "I'm curious how the last running back spots will fall." Yeah, I, again, I think it's going to be Jones or Dupree, and I, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a two running back class probably. But I don't, I don't prescribe to the thought that they're going to turn away either of those dudes because why would you right why would you can't turn away blue chip talent like that because you never know what's going to happen in a year in two years so i i just don't think they would turn away both of those guys if they had a chance to get them um daltreet says do we get three yeah i think i think if they could get those two they would i really do um kendrick's in the chat what's up kendrick uh over at badger notes he's a good dude for sure Jake Mayer, another great Badger content creator, The Late Show with Ryan Herrings. Listen, I'm a night owl. This is 12.21 a.m. my time, um, but I love being able to talk Badgers. I love being able to interact with you guys, uh, so it's a blast for me. Uh, Gabe says, I hope Fickle takes Jones and Dupree and just goes with three running backs. I agree. Gabe, man, I agree. I Why why in the world would you take getting a, a Tuka right now with both of those big fish in the pond you know, sniffing at your lures why in the world would you take him and say, no, we're not we're not taking either of these other guys? I, I don't think that's the case. Now, again, I think it's very possible that those other players don't want to be in a three running back class. That makes more sense to me. But I think the Badgers would take both. I, I think the the idea that they want in is a little bit of smoke, maybe a way to create some pressure right on uh, Dupree or Jones to, hey, you better commit. We're only going to take two. Like that's that's recruiting. That's not that's not weird. That's not um, shady. That's recruiting. That's selling a spot. And I think that's very likely um, what we could be seeing here. All right, let's let's keep going. Let's pause here, take a quick break for our friends of the show. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Nathan Roy going to Minnesota. Um, how are we feeling about that, Badger fans? How are we feeling about in-state recruiting? How do we feel about... It's interesting. Let's talk about it coming up next. Uh, but first, we got to take a quick break for our friends of the show over at uh, FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel is the number one sports book in the country. It's what we use. It's where we go to, and it's really what you should use to. So FanDuel.com, number one sports book in the country. And now if you're doing it, baseball's going on. I know basketball ended, but listen, I'm going to be going to FanDuel, putting in some uh, futures bets on the Suns. They just picked up Bradley Beal. I am beyond excited about that. And it's a great time. If you go over to FanDuel, you get the no sweat first bet, bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Um, up to $1,000 for new customers. Uh, FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball um, is, again, in full swing. I'm a Braves fan. They're dominating the East. So I'm thinking about doing a parlay with the Suns, the Braves, and my Niners all winning championships. And I'll just let my fandom rule. That's usually how I bet anyway, which is why I'm not a successful better. 
but I roll with it. I have fun with it. So FanDuel.com uh, slash locked on the best sports book in America. It's my choice and it should be your choice as well. All right, let's keep going here. A uh, bunch more stuff I want to get into. I really want to get into uh, Nathan Roy, the uh, blue chip four star top 200 offensive tackle out of the state of Wisconsin going to Minnesota, going to PJ Fleck the top four players in the state going to a combination of Penn state and Minnesota. How are we feeling Badger fans? Um, William, William Lowecki says Nathan Roy equals traitor. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, we got some more comments in here. Craig Hendricks says Roy went to Minnesota. What the hell? Uh, so I want to start here. Um, Nathan Roy, who I think is a big time prospect, there is no part of the show that's going to be salty grapes on my part, right? I'm not going to say, ah, we didn't want him or I don't care. wasn't that good. No, I think he's a stud. I think he is a blue chip prospect and uh, going to Minnesota stinks. Like for a while, everybody thought it was UCLA. He has West Coast ties. He wasn't born in Wisconsin. He didn't grow up here. His brothers uh, plays with US UCLA. So that was the thought. And that made sense that that was that almost made it. Like, okay, like, right, it made it more palatable. Like, I didn't want to lose Nathan Roy, but at least we're losing him to a place he grew up. He has ties, his brother's there. To lose him to Minnesota, now you just got out recruited by, by PJ Flack. Like, that. that's as simple as it is. The, the ties aren't there with Minnesota any more than they are there with Wisconsin. His brother doesn't play for Minnesota. We just got out recruited. Um, it is what it is. This staff wanted Nathan Roy. Um And they just got out recruited. Now, listen, PJ Fleck is a salesman and he's not going to appeal to everybody, but he can sell himself and he can sell his program. Those things are true. They've always been true. He's a good recruiter. Uh, Don't like the guy. Fine. I get it. Uh, Does he feel slimy and snake oily? Yeah, he does. But he can recruit and he beat Wisconsin in this recruitment. So what does that mean? Uh, Are we are we bummed about it? Are we frustrated about it? I, I don't think it's a huge deal if it's a one-year blip. So I, I want to start there. Uh, Wisconsin, I like the offensive line class that they have, right? That's that's the start. If you had no offensive lineman committed and you had just lost Nathan Roy to Minnesota, yeah, that would be a real problem. Um, but you have Jensen, Corey, um, you just signed Coverly, you got Haywood. Haywood's a four-star tackle. It's a good offensive line group coming in. So let's start there. As long as you're bringing talent in, it doesn't really matter um where it's from so if nathan roy had grown up in illinois for example and you lost a battle to for nathan roy uh this this offensive tackle from illinois to minnesota would would badger fans be freaking out probably not in fact probably not at all in fact most probably wouldn't even know the name nathan roy right but because it's in the backyard it feels worse is it um Again, as long as you're bringing in talent, I don't know how much it matters. But here's here's where I would say I'm a little concerned where it can't be more than a, a one-year trend. I think the in-state kids are always going to be a little bit more of a layup, right? I think they're going to be a little easier to land. And because of that, you, you can land those in-state kids, build the foundation of your program, and go out of state a little easier. So the point I'm making is the in-state kids, I think you always have to do a pretty good job of, of getting the blue-chip talent in-state. Um, because it's hard to get blue, ch- blue chip talent out of state. It's going to be hard for Luke Fickle to get blue chip talent out of state. So I don't think he, Wisconsin can reach its ceiling if they don't generally clean up in-state. And I, I, that's that's just where I'm at. I know I've had other people whose opinions I respect tell me it doesn't matter, tell me the in-state recruiting is not a big deal anymore. 
I would disagree. I think in-state recruiting has to continue to be a big deal. I think if there's blue chip talent in state, you have to bat a pretty good percentage on those. If you're Wisconsin, you don't get have to get everyone. That's unrealistic. We weren't seeing that with Paul Christ towards the end for sure. You're not going to get everyone. But you have to get more than your share. Because again, those players generally you can get committed with less effort, which allows you to focus more effort on the harder targets out of state, right? It gives you to some degree, some layups in your recruiting class. And I think those layups are important to get easier commits to help sell your program, to help build momentum. And then you can really focus more of your energy on the tougher recruits. So yeah, I'm really interested on A, where this is going in state in the next couple of years and B, where everyone's at. Because for the longest time, the wall around the state was the hugest deal and you couldn't lose anybody. And now people are like, kind of like, eh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't think it doesn't matter. But it is interesting. Uh, Daltry says, you can't get every recruit. You never know how high he was on fixed list. Uh, World of Rock says, primetime show here in Arizona. Hey, some people in Arizona out there. I love it. I love Arizona. As good as the show is, I respect your Father's Day weekend priorities. Kids over content. I would think so, but not for Eric Buchholz. Eric, Eric was upset I didn't drop a show yesterday. Um, Jake Mayer says, stinks to see a guy of his caliber go to a rival, but the staff will turn it around in 2025. Seeing a little too much panic about the wall around the state crumbling, not that big a deal. Yeah, and that's a really interesting comment. And Jake, thank you for, for jumping in with this. Um, I, I also don't think it's a huge deal, right? I want to be very clear on this. I, I don't want to paint this into, and I'm right here with Jake on this. Um, it's Things to go to see a guy of this caliber go to the rival. Yep, check, agreed. Uh, staff will turn it around 2025. I'm a bit wait to see on that one, but I think it's probably likely. Um, and then his next point about uh, a little too much panic about the wall crumbling, I would agree with that. I would agree. It's year one, right? So to me, this is fine if it's a kind of a one-year blip. I don't think, it. again, I don't think you can continue to lose the top four or five kids in state every year if they're all blue chip talent, though. So I'm interested to see where it goes, but I would agree with Jake. I don't think it is a, a disastrous thing right now. Like I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I really wouldn't. I think it's something to note. It's listen, it's one of those things where all trends start with a single data point, right? All trends start with a single data point. And it's something you, you mark, you look at, you annotate and you think about, but you don't react to it until you see multiple data points. So it's okay to file this way in your brain and say, yeah, okay. That's kind of weird. Losing the top four players in state for whatever reason you did is kind of weird. But let's not overreact to it until we see multiple years of data points. And I think that's fair. All right, let's keep going here. A um, bunch more comments. Chell, hey, what's up, my friend? Tuning in from Florida on vacation. Let's go. Where are you at in Florida? Um, I, I used to live down there. Let me know, man. I would love to know. I hope you have an incredible vacation. I spent a lot of time in northern Florida. In fact, I got carjacked in northern Florida, funny enough. I'll tell you what street to avoid. Um, that was not a great decision by me. Justin says, I used to drive a FedEx route that covered the Shell Lake Baronet era, area somewhat close to Cumberland. Let's go. Everybody, all the everydayers that listen to this show know um, my love for, for Cumberland. It's where I grew up, the greatest small town in Wisconsin. Somebody proved me wrong, but I don't think you're going to. So, uh, Justin, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, let's keep going here. Uh, Ted Hagberg says, love the show. We are kicking Minnesota for basketball recruits. That's true. Listen, they may have can't they may have come in and taken a, a football recruit, but uh, we are absolutely destroying them in the basketball side for sure. All right, I'm going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back a bunch more of your comments, including some more people kind of salty with me, some more people disagreeing with my takes. Let's go. Uh, we're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers and why am I really an Eeyore? Because. 
people are saying I'm be, trying to be a little too contrarian. I want to talk about it and break it down coming up next on Lockdown Badgers. Uh, but first, we're going to take a quick break for our friends of the show and a quick break to say thank you so much for tuning in. All right, coming back uh, again, just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning into the show, everybody listening live, everybody's going to watch us later. You guys are amazing. Um, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate allowing us to be a very small part of your day. Uh, once again, want to reiterate for all of the fathers that are listening. I hope you had an incredible Father's Day. Uh, sometimes fathers don't get quite as much love as Mother's Day, right? Mother's Day will come and you'll get like fireworks and massive celebrations. And sometimes Father's Day comes and you'll get an advertisement on TV like, yeah, you, you got to be better, right? I'm just here to say uh, I appreciate all the fathers in the world that are out there grinding, doing the best they can do. Um, thank you so much. I hope you have an incredible Father's Day weekend and get all the, the love and respect you guys deserve. All right, let's keep going here. I, I got some comments I want to bring up. Uh, people talking about the show or thoughts here and there. Uh, we did a great show. I had a lot of fun with it with uh, Rajiv talking about can the Badgers, will the Badgers win a national title in the next 10 years? A lot of feedback on that one. This is from Timothy Palm. A title would be cool, and that's Fickle's goal. Things could realistically fall into place this year, 2023, for a playoff appearance. Tell me why Wisconsin won't be 7-0 when Ohio State comes to town. Uh, listen, I should have had Rajiv on to answer this question. I almost want to play the Believe with Rajiv soundbite, Timothy. Um, first of all, thank you for the comment. Really do appreciate it. Can the Badgers be 7-0 when Ohio State comes to town? And by the way, Ohio State's coming to Madison. Going to be a primetime game. If Wisconsin is 7-0 when that happens, hmm, boy, uh, they're going to be ranked highly. Ohio State's going to be a beast. Yeah, I'll tell you why Wisconsin's not going to be 7-0 when Ohio State comes to town. It's going to be because they're going to drop a game to somebody. I, I think there's there's it's so hard to replace your entire coaching staff entire coaching staff and a huge amount of your offensive roster and say, okay, don't, don't drop a random game right there. As much as we want to talk about uh, Luke Fickle is a, you know, a great coach and a great game day preparer. And he is, and Phil Longo has a great offense and he'll have players ready to go. And he probably will. There's still going to be a learning curve. It's really hard to, to go seven and zero with a brand new staff. So that is why I would say they're not seven and zero, but they would not be shocking. The schedule sets up for it, Timothy. So, Listen, if Wisconsin is 7-0 and Ohio State comes to town, that game is going to be enormous, and I cannot wait. I'll be so stoked for that. John Berger says, uh, we love you, Ryan. Oh, thanks, John. I need to find you a cooler hat than just a backwards b-ball cap. John, this is fashion right here, right? Come on. Listen, for you, just for you, I'll flip it around. We'll go forwards. Um, Craig Hendricks, yep, Stewart went to Michigan. It was a good hope, yeah. You know, Marion Stewart always felt like a bit of a pipe dream to me. To be honest, I uh, went to Michigan. I, it's just going to be hard to out of the gate win four star recruiting battles for out of state receivers when Michigan and those type of schools are involved. I think I think people need to see it on the field at Wisconsin. It's one thing to say, well, well, look what Phil Longo's done in all these other spots, but they haven't seen it in action in Madison, right? They haven't seen it, so I think it's going to take a couple of years. And that should be expected to start. And even then, you're not going to win every battle. Certainly not every battle against a Michigan or a Georgia. Like, those are those are big, tough battles to win. So it's not surprising to me. It, it always felt like this was the outcome for Stewart. And um, just remember, KG, you have Kyle Barry Johnson. And that's a really good recruit this year. I think we'll be fine. Uh, this is from Matthew Anderson talking about uh, winning a title in the next 10 years. They'll certainly be capable. Uh, we've beaten Auburn, LSU, Miami. If you assume we have more talents and better quarterbacks, why the hell couldn't we compete? That's a solid point. Um, yeah, the key there is quarterback, right? The one thing we've seen is a quarterback levels the playing field, good or bad, 
right? A bad quarterback can can bring you down a level. You know what, John? I'm flipping my hat back around. I don't like it forward. Um, a, a good quarterback can can raise your entire ceiling of a team, and a bad quarterback can bring you down. Like Wisconsin fans know this more than anybody. We saw it with the Russell Wilson explode, and we've seen it with multiple years of mediocre quarterback play. So yeah, if listen, here's the thing: if Longo can nail the quarterback, a hundred percent, Wisconsin ceiling moves up a tier, uh, and everything changes. So. And track record says he probably will. That's a good point, Matthew. I, I agree with you there. Uh, this one is from Tim. Ryan is the type of guy who, who, if he was an investor in the 80s, would have said there's no on-seeding Xerox, Kodak, and IBM. Clearly, all these things like Blue Bloods are intangible. In the age of social media, no one is going to give a crap about historical success. The current brand is all that matters, and that can change quickly. That is from Tim. Listen, all I'm saying is, first of all, your point, I, I would disagree with your point. Uh, in the current age, all that matters is, is the brand. Uh, no one give, cares about historical success. I would disagree highly with that because historical success has built the resources and the facilities and the fan support and the money that flows into programs that that build blue bloods. Right? There's a reason. There's a reason that blue bloods are the blue bloods is because they've had decades of historical historical success, which has led to incredible fan support, which has led to incredible money and facilities and resources. And those things lead to great recruiting, right? So yeah, the current brand matters, but the current brand is built off to some degree historical success. And Wisconsin's in that boat too. Wisconsin's had decades of historical success. They don't land Luke Fickle if they haven't had that. So don't tell me historical success doesn't matter because they're not landing Luke Fickle if they haven't had the historical success. Um, And that's why I think it's hard to break into the Blue Blood Guild. It's just, it's a difficult proposition when you line up the the resources and the facilities and the the recruiting area and you line up Wisconsin with some of these other schools. They don't line up perfectly. It's difficult. Um, So Tim, as always, man, I appreciate the comment. And I love love disagreeing with people respectfully. I think we all get smarter for it. Um, But again, on this one, I would disagree. I think historical success still matters quite a bit. Uh, this is from, uh, I don't know who this is from. Uh, sorry, this got cut off. But it said, to be the next Clemson, Wisconsin needs to go on a Clemson-like path. Before they became a national power, they went through a Clemsoning period uh, where they would climb to like a top five and then lose a random game to NC State. So in other words, Clemson didn't jump from uh, a tier B program to a blue blood. They had a five, six-year period where they were flirting with being a blue blood. And Wisconsin has to do that before it gets into the club. Uh, and I would agree with that. Clemson had a bunch of years where the term Clemsoning was invented, I think, by the Solid Verbal podcast for the games Clemson dropped that kept them out of playoff appearances. And that was a multi-year period before they were finally able to break through. It takes time. It's it's hard to do. Um, this is from Forrest Aguirre. Ryan, you're wrong. I believe with Rajiv. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, nothing would make me happier than Wisconsin winning a national title. I mean, nothing sports related, right? Like life is bigger than sports. But listen, Forrest, first of all, thank you for the comment. Uh, appreciate you jumping in. I would love that, man. If if Wisconsin it wins a national title, I'll get a tattoo. I would I would love it. Um, so yes, let's let's do it. I, I if Rajiv is right and they win a title, uh, we'll throw a huge party. I'll get a tattoo. It'll be incredible. Um, so I'm right there with it. Let's keep going here. Um, Daltry says you need to believe. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I believe that we'll be better with Luke Fickle. Does that work? Uh, do I need to believe we'll win a national title? I, I, that's just such a difficult thing to do. Um, you know, especially in college football, especially in college football. It's so hard, but I would love it. I would absolutely love it. 
Uh, let's keep going. Jim Sainsbury says, if the Badgers have a top five recruiting class, then they have a chance. If not, no. Only one team has won a national championship that didn't have a top five recruiting class, Alabama, who was seventh and won. And that's a that's a good point from Jim, just being realistic about this. How high do you think Wisconsin's recruiting ceiling can actually be? And if you don't think they can recruit at a top 10 level, then they're probably not winning a national title. Like that, that's just the gist of it, right? And that's kind of where I'm at too. So Jim, I appreciate the comment. Um, this one's from Bear One. New nickname for Ryan, Ryan Eeyore Herrings. Uh, Muma's not good enough. We don't have a pass rush. The defense will fall off and we can't win a national title. Contrarian. Oh man, I am getting, people are just salty with me. I got the comment from Eric Buchholz calling me locked on liars because I didn't do a show on Saturday. I got this comment here. First of all, bear one. This is, this is great though, because this isn't disrespectful. This is just, again, I love, I love comments like this. Um, let me start here. I want to I want to talk because I don't think most of this you're mentioning in your comment that this is contrarian. The show needs a contrarian. I don't think most of this is contrarian. Right. Um, We can't win a national title. First of all, I never said we can't. I said, I don't think we will. I did say I, I did say that Luke Fickle at least generates enough positive momentum that we can be in the conversation to win a national title. So I, I never said we can't, right? I would start there. I do. I don't think it's likely. I will say that. Um, your next point, the defense will fall off. It will fall off, right? No, listen, fall off doesn't mean it's going to be bad. I've never said the defense will be bad, but look at statistically Wisconsin's defensive rankings for the last five, six years. There's a, a what were we, like 11th or 12th last year? Were we number one the year before that? Number four the year before that? Just look at the last several years under Jim Leonard. And if, if Wisconsin doesn't feel like the eighth best defense in the country, that will mean the defense has fallen off. Now it could fall off to 20th and still be a really solid defense, but it's going to fall off a little bit because Jim Leonard was a great defensive coordinator because we're going to be playing tougher competition. And because our offense is, is going, like, there's going to be more possessions in a game. All these things I've talked about, the defense is going to fall off a little bit. I still think it's going to be good, but we were number one in the country two years ago. Like it's not going to be at that level. Um, we don't have a pass rush. Is that really contrarian to be worried about our pass rush when the only two guys who got to the quarterback last year are gone? I don't know. Now the Muma one's interesting. Maybe I am contrarian on, on not being quite as high as on Muma. And I've acknowledged that I'm probably, I'm probably missing the boat on that one. I, I probably am. Cause there's enough smart people that have talked to me and told me I'm crazy. Um, that I'm, I'm willing to admit that I'm probably missing the boat on that one. So that's a fair point. The rest of them, it, it does not feel contrarian to say, I don't think Wisconsin's going to win a national title. Our defense will fall off. And I'm worried about our pass rush when the only two guys who got to the quarterback last year are gone. Like that doesn't feel contrarian. It feels realistic. Oh, Ryan Eeyore Herrings. I'm such a positive guy. Y'all have no idea. I get in real life. I get accused of toxic positivity. I'm like that guy who someone will be like, Oh, I got carjacked. And I'll be like, yeah, but did you meet any nice police officers filling out the paperwork? That must've been cool. Like I, I am ridiculously positive and optimistic in my real life. Uh, let's keep going here. Um, Jake Iannaro said, um, off topic, but have you ever looked at Coach Fickle's high school wrestling record? I have. Talk about a competitive guy. Yeah, I think that's great. I think it allows him to relate to athletes too in a certain way. Um, I, I think that's fantastic. I definitely agree. Zach Bart says, uh, Luke Fickle definitely raises the floor almost immediately, but how much he and his staff can raise the ceiling will take time to fully see. Yeah, I think that's a really fair point from Zach. I think the, the floor is raised, um, but we don't know what the ceiling yet. 
Uh, I think it's higher than fickle for sure, but how high is it national title high? That's the question. And that's where I'm a little hesitant to, to jump fully into the deep end. Um, Rio C said, Jim, Jim's defense played bad against good teams like Ohio state. Not every year there. So Rio, certainly some years for sure. Um, I would point out that most defenses play bad against Ohio state too, right? Most defenses don't hold up against Ohio state. Look at what Ohio state and we'll look at what most championship caliber teams do to other championship caliber teams in the playoffs. Nobody, no, it's not 1994 anymore. Nobody holds Ohio state to 17 points. Um, we had, we've had a couple recent uh, Big Ten title games with Ohio State where they didn't completely manhandle us. I don't know. I, I tend to think most teams play poorly against Ohio State on defense. Uh, Mike says, looking forward to uh, seeing Metoyer next year. I, I don't know if you're going to see him next year. Um, he's a huge commit, though. Like Mabry is a huge, huge commit. So that it's a great commit. Yeah, Mike. And I appreciate you jumping in for sure. Um, the quarterback room next year is going to be incredibly interesting. Like this year feels like a, a prelude before the storm, right? Cause we know Tanner Mordecai came in with a job and there's really no pressure on everybody else. Obviously we've seen Braden Locke perform well, but next year, man, Cole LaCruz is going to be healthy. Braden Locke will be in the system for a year. Uh, Metor will be coming in. You'll have Nick Evers next year is going to be wild. That is going to be a wild quarterback battle. Uh, Murph love Murph. I'm late to the party tonight, but give me Haywood over Roy any day of the week. I don't know if I agree. Now, listen, both, yes. Both are huge gets. I I love the Haywood get. Um, so I'm not – I Roy has kind of unique athleticism, but he you have to project a little bit more with him. Haywood, you can tell, is already more of a finished product. Um, Haywood's probably safer. Roy may have a little higher ceiling, in my opinion. But but I'm not an offensive line coach. I don't want to pretend to be. I, I think Roy Roy is a national-level recruit to me, but so is Haywood. I think both are, are in the same kind of tier. Maybe that's how I would say it. I think both, both are in the same tier is how I would say it. And honestly, I wouldn't be that annoyed if Roy had just gone to UCLA. Seeing him go to Minnesota. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Uh, Rio C fit could have went anywhere and chose us because he believes this is his best chance to win. That's a fair comment. Yep. That's a hundred fair, hundred percent fair comment. We have to see if he's right. I mean, him, him believing he can do it at Wisconsin is not the same as him doing it at Wisconsin, but uh, Rio, that is a incredibly accurate point. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, one more comment here. Uh, Steven Siebert, Seibert. I apologize if I mispronounced that. Uh, I think we need some to give it some time before we can truly believe in this team. As long as they can succeed at a steady pace, uh, then you got something to believe in. It all just takes time in the end. Yeah, I, I think that's again fair. It's just so hard as as a fan base, right? Um, the fan bases get really amped up when when a new quarterback comes in, and then on top of it, you have an, a new hot shot coach come in, and then on top of it, you have a new hot shot offensive coordinator come in. Uh, it's hard to rein in the enthusiasm, and I'm right there too. Like I'm a fan first and foremost. So I get that. It's hard to rein that in, but yeah, I think some time is prudent and I think it's probably fair. Let's go. Uh, Mike, any gut feelings on Dupree? My gut feeling Mike is he's, I think Dylan is probably um, the more likely. It just feels like Dupree's dragging it out a little bit for some reason. I think Justin and I have talked about this. That would be my gut feeling. Um, I think Wisconsin ends up with one of them. And I think it's more likely to be Dylan in my opinion, but we're going to find out. Uh, I do think they land one of them, and both of them are four-star level backs that are very unique. So I'd be good with either. I would love to get both. Uh, let's be greedy, and I don't think the staff would turn it down. Um, anyway, let's let's wrap that up there. 
really do appreciate everybody tuning. Oh, hold on one second. Oh, I thought I saw a, a weird comment pop up from somebody I knew, but no. Um, anyway, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, Kyle, Mike, Jake, Murph. We didn't get to every comment, but I do really appreciate everybody on Wisconsin. I hope you all have an incredible or had an incredible Father's Day for all those fathers out there. Uh, on Wisconsin, you know we're going to talk to you tomorrow, and uh, let's go.